0: More info now.
2: Every year, we say, we'll wake up earlier, exercise more, really rest,
0: and eat healthier.
2: It's hard for us, but for dogs, not so much. Dogs are up at dawn, run for fun, sleep like champs. And they love eating fresh, healthy food
0: every single meal. Give your dog another healthy habit, real, fresh food from the farmer's dog. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. We've all felt left out.
2: And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
3: Hey, what's up, it's your Man Carlos Miller of the 85 South Show? Do me a favor, make sure you check out The Black Market, hosted by me, only on the 85 South Show feed. Subscribe to the 85 South Show to hear and tune in to The Black Market hear amazing interviews with entrepreneurs, creatives, and thought leaders, people who are doing amazing things in the black community. Listen to The Black Market on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. It is time to stop reading other people's success stories. I say that every time I start my show, and start writing your own. I always tell people, leave with your gifts or your passion, and don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. The interviews I bring on Money Making Conversation are people who are successful so we learn the secrets of their success. My next guest I've had on the show before, I met him during the pandemic. I want to tell you, watching Netflix, he's Rod Scott. Rod Scott is James Beard award-winning chef. Pitmaster and founder of Rodney Scott's Whole Hog Barbecue. Operating restaurants in South Carolina and Alabama, Rodney has continued to expand his acclaimed brand of South Carolina-style barbecue and has been featured on popular TV shows, including The Today Show and Netflix series Chef's Table Barbecue, among others. There are plans to expand it to Atlanta. We're going to talk about that because, you know, we come down to Atlanta, you know I got to roll down there and give me some fixings. I, you know, <laughs> it's barbecue, then there's fixings. Because I'm from Houston, Texas, I know about them fixings as well as two more locations in alabama this year as well he's here to talk about his first book cookbook i got it on my desk rodney scott's world of barbecue recipes and perspectives from the legendary Pitmaster. that's my man right here he's on the show please welcome to money made conversation rodney scott how you doing rodney
3: man i'm doing great it's a pleasure to meet you it's a pleasure to be here (laughs) pleasure to speak to you again should i say and uh We've we survived so far in this pandemic, man. We're we're gonna get past this.
2: Hey Rod, you know, man, the when I first called, man, I just saw you on Netflix, man, and it was uh it was a it was a interview of just joy because uh I got a slice of a, of, 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 it, it humanized you, you know, you know, you know, you people in the kitchen, they, they, the chef, they barbecue. And they, 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 some of them talk noise. Some of them are humble and, and just watching your story, man. How, what, how, what was the impact of your appearance on that Netflix series chef's table barbecue on Netflix last year? Man, that,
3: that, that appearance on chef's table was a huge impact on our business and, um, a huge impact on, on our staff, as, as well as me as a owner, co-founder, uh, a human being, period. You know, it's, it, it's been an amazing ride. It, it, it kind of made me go to the back porch, sit down, and suck it all in, you know, take it in mm-hmm. slowly and enjoy the moment because a lot of people, they skip over it. And I wanted to savor every moment that I could. It, it changed my life completely.
2: Well, it changed my life from a standpoint of just watching an African-American man um, because, you know, it's really interesting how we look at business and how we look at what is success and what you can do because you're an entrepreneur. You're a businessman. And sometimes people yes. see they don't see that lane. They just see you as a barbecue guy, or a cook or a chef. But you run a business. You employ people. And so you can get stereotyped when people say as a career. This is a career for you. This is a, you uh, that you're making money, you're, you, 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 have boys, you have a beautiful wife and you have, you're sustaining a, a very positive lifestyle and it's a career for you. So do you get caught up in the stereotypes of people thinking, oh, he's just a barbecue guy?
3: <laughs> I do get caught up as just being a barbecue guy. And I find it very amusing because people prejudge and underestimate what you know because of what they think they know about you. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it's kind of amusing to me for them to see different. Uh, for example, I walked in the restaurant one day and they thought I was cutting in line. It's like, where is this guy going? <laughs> and then once they saw me go like behind the counter and everybody started saying, hey, Rodney, it was a totally different look. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I find I find it a little bit amusing and, and they kind of understand that you're not just a guy shelving coals, that you're trying to grow a business, you're trying to grow a brand. um, You're, you're trying to give people opportunities to employment. They, they, they kind of see you a little different. And uh, for me, that's been a great experience. I, again, I find it a little amusing when they just think one thing and find out so much more.
2: Well, you know, in watching that Netflix video, your father saw you a little bit different because he you had ideas. And he didn't want to change. Yeah. And so, and it wasn't until his illness that you was able to start implementing some of your ideas, which has led to the great success that you have now. Talk about that transition of being another person because that was his brand, that was his business. But you can get stuck yeah. in your ways <laughs> of saying, I've done this all the time, it works for me. Why should I change? And it's, I guess it's open your eyes to being able to for new ideas and to listen to other people as well, correct?
3: Correct. You know, all of that's been a, 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 an experience and, and a learning experience to see how my dad behaved and how to carry myself trying to show people what we're doing and how we're doing it. And people get stuck in their ways. I get that. You know, they feel like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But also I've learned that don't get so stuck in your way that you can't hear other ideas or hear other, you know, possibilities <clears throat> of adjustments to what you do. So Uh, for me, it's, it's been a learned experience going through what I went through with my father to learn how to carry myself better than I've been carrying myself or the way that he carried himself with new ideas or creations.
2: Well, you know, the thing about it is that he gave you a start and that's, that's the, and that guess that's the blessing of, you know, you're you're having a family that was in business because we as African-Americans, you know, we don't even look at it as, a, as anything that's passed down to us. And this business was passed down to you. It was something you learned. But early on in life, you know, one of my favorite stories at Netflix was when the, we graduated from high school and the girl said, all you going to do is just go down and cut up some hogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and guess what? Yeah. That's what you did. Midnight, you went down there and cut up some yep. hogs. <laughs> but, but again, that's a stereotype, Correct.
3: Yeah, that is, that is a stereotype. You know, people underestimate you. She she didn't see me doing anything else but just that. And uh, once she heard and saw so many different things happening, it was she was amazed. And I don't think she even remembers saying that to me because she sent me some congratulation notes a couple of times. And I'm like, I wonder do you remember telling me that that day? And I, she's always been that, that extra influence to, I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you and everybody else who thinks like you. Mm-hmm. And to this day, that's that's my thought. You you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do. You're not going to limit me on my dreams or the things that I, I or my goals. Period.
2: Well, you know, I, and that's what we're talking about goals. When you come on money making conversations, so many people have dreams, Rodney. So many people have aspirations of greatness, or grandeur, as they say. And but yeah. but then but that hard work is what you mentioned there. And you have you have sons. How do you implement that approach to? You know, they see you because, brother, in the end, them coals are hot and them barbecue pits are warm. brother. And they're long hours turned out to get to this food that everybody savors or comes back and lines up for. How do they look? How do you how do you teach them hard work? But also they living in like I told my daughter, I said, you you've never known not living in air conditioning. You know, you you came you were born in a yeah. hospital. <laughs> you came home with an air conditioning car. You you've known air conditioning all your life. So, and your boys have known that same air conditioning. So, because we know where the first, you know, pitmaster place was located at. So talk to them about your sons and we're going to get to the book after that.
3: Yeah. You know, I got uh, three boys and um, the, the youngest lives here with me at home and the other two are older, uh, 25 and eighteen. One's in Atlanta there. And another one's still in Hemingway, South Carolina. And the youngest one here with me, 12 years old, just yesterday, I was telling him, I was like, look, here's what we got to do to get to that great burger. You got first, we got to make sure the grill's clean. You got to understand that there's labor involved. You got to get everything going before you enjoy the food. And I try to implement to him that it doesn't just fall in front of you on the table. You got to start. You got to to put in some time, some effort, some extra work. You can't play video games and all of a sudden come downstairs at 545 and and be ready to eat. And uh, I, I try to teach him the hard work. The fact that when I'm away from home, that I'm not on vacation, you know, we're trying to build things and I try to teach them how to be a better man than I I could ever.
0: It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah or going to midnight mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus you'll find gifts for all your loved ones. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So, this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.
1: What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination. Our sense of wonder. And our family bonds grow, too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
3: And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite.
1: Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat.
2: Visit NHTSA.gov
1: slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
2: Well, you know, uh, you're a great man, and you look good in the suit too. They showed on Netflix. Don't, <laughs> don't don't fool you. This young man walking around in the suit, he, suit fits him jazz right, fits him jazz right. Good handsome brother here. But let's get to this cookbook here, Rodney Scott World of Barbecue. Cause soon they, yes, they you know, I'm big time, Rodney. They sent me a book. Okay, they sent me a book. So soon as the book arrived, it arrived at UPS. All right, I immediately went to the cornbread. I, I go to the glossary all the time. And I, I said, "This boy, he's uh-huh. a country boy. This country boy." Because I go to, your, I went to your restaurant. And I saw cornbread, and banana pudding. I saw collard greens. So I said, "He better have the, the cornbread now." Mm-hmm. Boy, I went to the cornbread section, man. That that honey butter topping that you put on your cornbread. I made this the same day I got this book. In uh, cause my wife, I'm mean, here's the funny thing about it, Rodney. I don't use cast iron skillets. My wife I always you need to learn how to use cast iron skillets. So she, had, so here's the funny part about it. So I took a picture of when I made the uh the cornbread, but right before, and I, and I put the put the honey butter on top, and and I cleaned up the cast iron skillet. And it was in the background of my photo, so all uh-huh. she saw was I see that cast iron skillet behind you. I guess she went in our house <laughs> and found it. Huh? Because that made the difference, man. That cast iron skillet. Talk about this cornbread, man. Like I said, uh, I posted it on my social media. Got a great response. I'm going to post some more stuff, like the collard greens. I'm going to go there and get that blueberry cornbread. We're going to talk about a lot of little menus, in there, a little recipes in there. But let's talk about that cornbread first off, because that was my love. Because I'm going to tell you something, Rodney. I get excited because I'm an old-school guy. I take some buttermilk. And see, buttermilk comes in this cornbread, so it's a win-win for me. Because normally I take take some buttermilk, put in a half a glass, sweeten it up with sugar, then I crumble me some cornbread inside. That is outstanding for me. So I was happy, happy, happy on this. But tell us about this recipe and the cast-iron skillet.
3: Man, so let me tell you about that that recipe. That cornbread takes me back to my childhood with my grandma. My grandma used to make that cornbread. She used to use Jiffy Mix back in the day. Mm -hmm. And that cornbread used to be sweet and and so tasty and thick. And, you know, back then, she used to sometimes give us a little bit of uh, a cane patch syrup. And it was this old school syrup that she would kind of put on the side every now and again. And man... You're talking about a good night at grandma's house. Right. That'd be some good eating. And mm-hmm. I wanted that cornbread so badly. And we got with our chef, head chef, and, and we talked. And I told him, I said, man, grandma made this cornbread. That was amazing. We need to mm-hmm. develop this thing together. And and we came up with that flavor. And before I tell you any more about that cornbread, I got to tell you, my mom, my aunt, and my cousin, who's 10 years older than me, came in. And they tasted that cornbread. Mm-hmm. And they said, where did you get grandma's recipe?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: So... When I know that they were satisfied with it, I said, yeah, we, we're hitting home. We were hitting close to home. And, you know, a cast iron skillet, cooking that cornbread in a cast iron skillet is a lot easier in a sense because the heat is even all over. Mm-hmm. And, you, and and that thing just bakes right in there, man, all that flavors in there. And you add that honey butter to it. It's, oh, man. You... You don't know what you're missing until you had that cornbread.
2: Oh, okay, I, I, I got oh, it. Oh man, okay. I'm just telling you something. Then, then you, then you flip the script on the brother. Here, the Roscoe's blueberry cornmeal pound cake. <laughs> Yeah, yes. <laughs> I know you said, Rich, yes. this boy crazy. He's just going through this book, just making everything. I'm going to tell you something, man. We're going to talk about, then I'm going to get to the collard greens. But let's talk about the Roscoe's blueberry. I ain't never heard that in my life, man. Because, you know, some people use that cornmeal, like you do, cornmeal and flour, and just make the cornbread. Yeah. All right? And it gives you that cake like, because people eat it. They go, this tastes like cake. Well, you got flour in it with the cornmeal. But then you flip yes. the script, man, with these blueberries. Come on now. How did you think of that?
3: Well, we were in uh, Birmingham and Roscoe worked for us at the with us at the Birmingham location. And one day we were just sitting there talking about it. He said, man, this thing is almost like cake. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, man. Reminds you that strawberry uh, uh, shortcake you used to get sometimes? And he was like, man, what about blueberries? He said, you like the color blue? I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Before you know it, man. I said, just make it then let me know what you think. And he did, and lo and behold, man, I was like, yeah, we gonna put this in the book. We gonna share this with the world. Let them know that this cornbread can come in several several different ways.
2: One of them is gonna be blueberry. Okay. And, and there you have it. You know, you know. blueberries are sneaky, man. Sneaky good. Because, like, blueberry pancakes, I love the death, you know. I'm not a guy I that can. just, I can't just eat a blueberry, you know. But you put it in, you put it in this cornbread, you put it in this uh, pancake, it's outstanding. And so, 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 you know, the thing about you, Rodney, is that you're a visionary. Let's go and be real about it. Let's, you know, because you, you take an <laughs> idea and you expand it because your father had a vision but you expanding on that vision? Now you are expanding it to other states and expanding your brand. What are you trying to do? Take over the world, barbecue man? What you trying to do, Rodney? Try to be a barbecue king? Yes, sir.
3: I, I I am trying to take over the world. I'm trying to spread the love everywhere mm-hmm. because whenever you find a barbecue, you find people in a good mood, people having a party, people enjoying themselves. So I was like, why not spread this love all over the world as far as we can? You know, right. if it if it's me, it's absolutely great. If it's somebody else, it's, it's just as good. Mm-hmm. You know, let's 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 put it in as many places as we can. And every time I think about should I do it in this state, should I try it in that state, and I I say to myself, why not? Just just let's do it. Mm-hmm. And and my goal is to spread spread this love, this Rodney Scott wholehearted love, all over the world. And and I hadn't stopped dreaming yet. You know, I'm I'm gonna keep
2: on dreaming. But the beauty of you now is that you you're a celebrity. OK, you know, you walk down the street, people recognize you, walking. especially when you walk in your establishment. They know that's right. So 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 being a celebrity means you have a brand, social media, you post things, people engage with that. Talk about that. You know, and that means other people have everybody has a bright idea for you now. You know, back in high school, then might have no idea for you at all. Everybody has a bright idea for you because you was just that, that's Rodney Hill in that barbecue stand. He ain't about nothing. But now everybody got a great idea for you. How do you slice through that? Tell us about your team, your team that keeps you focused, that keeps you organized, and keeps you on point.
3: Oh, man, I got to tell you about my team. My team is amazing. And we got age groups that's even better. You know, Nick Bahakis is my my partner in this thing. You know, we came up with the idea. We sat at the table. He was like, let's create a Rodney Scott's. And I'm like, man, you crazy. And <laughs> little did you know that I would ever do it like this. And, and we decided to do it. And along with Nick, his son Nicholas, and my man Paul Yeck, our head chef, we, we put our heads together and we just kept coming up with these thoughts and ideas. And they helped to keep me humble to not worry about every little thing, you know, when I say, Hey man, I got to run over to such, such place and check this. They'll say, I'll do that for you. We got that. You take your time and focus on what you're doing. So they have made it well-rounded for me. Uh, Nick has this thing he called the balancing wheel where you have yourself, your family, your finance, your business, your brand, and you got to balance that thing out. You know, you got to stay healthy in order to stay in this whole operation and, and enjoy it at the same time. So, we all make sure that we balance ourselves our personal lives and everything together and this team that i have they make sure that all of that's perfect for me that that my background with the restaurant and my personal life don't ever you know one doesn't ever take over the other right so they they've been super great with that
2: you know it's really important that we talk about this you know and I thank you again for coming on money making conversation talking to Rodney this guy he is the king of barbecue I know it. I got my boy Kevin Bledsoe in LA. You know he ain't riding this guy. He's my boy, right? Rodney guy. He out there populating the states, the cities with the with the whole hall. the whole hall. Now tell us what is the whole hog? Come on, now Rodney. You brag about it. I see it on TV. I can tell you right now. I'm not messing with that whole hog. Tell us about. The whole hog experience, why it is on fire, why it's popular when they go to these uh, these barbecue shows, these competitions. Talk about the whole hog and then talk about South Carolina style. What makes that different?
3: You know, that whole hog is, is we, we like to describe it as a difference you can taste. And, you know, you go to certain restaurants, you'll see that they have shoulders or hams. And that's not the whole hog. When you get... uh the ham, the loin, belly meat, and some shoulder meat all mixed together, and you put it in a bite, you you, you got that whole hog right in the palm of your hands. You're mm-hmm. tasting every corner, every cut of that whole animal. And it's a different taste. And it is a difference you can taste. Once you taste the whole hog and you go back to a shoulder, you, you kind of understand what I'm trying to explain. And the way that we did it in South Carolina, we did the whole hog with vinegar and pepper. Right. See, I grew up on the southeastern part of the state, closer to the coast. And vinegar pepper is the thing over there. And, you know, we use the white vinegar, the crushed pepper, pepper flakes, as some people will call it, uh, black pepper, cayenne, some sugar. That's basically a sauce that we we put together in that part of the state. And in South Carolina, man, you can go to Hemingway right now and, and say, I need a whole hog cook. 20 people might jump up and say, I can do that. That's what we did in my area. That's what we did growing up. And, you know, I've, I, I've traveled in different places and people say, how do you cook a whole animal? They, they're amazed by it. And mm-hmm. my whole thing is, look, if you can't do it, I'll show you. Let me, let me do it for you. And before you know it, they find out how many people can eat from it, how many ideas can go around it. You can put grits and pork together. You can build a taco with this thing. You can, I mean, you got all these options with this, with this whole hog. So it's always been a treat and a, and a big thing to do in my area. And when other people see it from different regions, man, they're they're amazed by it.
1: Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
3: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
2: Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that Smokey's only said,
3: Only you can prevent wildfires.
2: But I'm filling in because there's a lot
1: more to report. Like when there are parched or windy conditions out there, you got to be extra careful with things like burning yard waste. After all, wildfires can start anywhere, even in your neck of the woods go to smokeybear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention brought to you by the u.s forest service your state forester and the ad council
0: adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about and we're here to change that i'm april dinwiddie host of the new podcast navigating adoption presented by adopt us kids each episode brings you compelling real life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts Visit adoptuskids.org/podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council.
2: Well, first of all, I'm amazed that because I, I, I'm from Houston, Texas, so I got a, a nephew here has a barbecue stand, real popular called Big Six Barbecue in Houston, Texas. Talented kid makes his own sausage, and um, and, I, and I tell him to follow you. I tell him, what, my man Rodney. Watch what he does. It's, and he's a, he, he's doing very well in the Houston market. Now, but back to you in regards to what I see you do. You expanding. Now in the Atlanta market, now you skipped all over, and went to Birmingham. You know, you went from South Carolina, skipped over Georgia, and then Alabama. Now, now we sit down here in Atlanta now. I'm kinda wondering when I'm gonna get the whole hog experience when I could just drive to it, not just order via mail or ups or fedex tell us what atlanta experienced talk talk to us now brother when you coming right atlanta
3: atlanta i'm trying to get to you as soon as possible i've been trying to get there since last year but here we you know here's a new year where we're coming we're a lot closer hopefully by this summer we're counting on july if we're lucky to have things open at 668 metropolitan parkway um the building is looking great uh most of the construction is in um, we're, we're trying to get the windows in the furniture going and those guys are out there. They were, they were getting it. And this was last week when I checked on them. So they're making some progress. So we're trying to get that whole hog to Atlanta, at least by the summer, hopefully no later than July.
2: Now, now can one order things on the mail or through FedEx or do you ship? Talk talk tell us about the whole operation. Now, I know you're based in, in South Carolina and Alabama, but can we order to go online and order things and get delivered to our house? Uh, you can you can order our food online. Mm-hmm. Uh, not our food
3: itself, I'm sorry, but our rubs mm-hmm. and our sauces are available online now. Our t-shirts and our, some hats is what we have available online right now. We're trying to work on that process of seeing about getting the food kind of where you can order it and we ship it to you overnight. But you know, I want to make sure though, you know, a lot of times that when, when you send your food out, you want it to be right. You don't want it to be Shipped out there and ain't, ain't, you're not ready for it.
2: Right, so. right. You know, that's very true because it's like the experience because, you know, it's a lot of people microwave your, your your barbecue. You know, oh, it's tough, you know. Yeah. And because you got to tell people how to do it, you know, you got to put it in the oven, put a little water underneath it, you know, make sure yeah. it, it stays juicy and stuff like that. But you 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 send it across, you know, they're going to microwave, they're going to zap it, they're going to zap it, <laughs> and then they're going to go get some of that barbecue salt that they got from Kroger's. Not saying, you know, that ain't your salt. Next thing you know, yeah. they got that on there. So you try to maintain the right stuff because of the fact that that sauce. Now I'm gonna tell you right before my interview, I dropped in a, b- a baked potato. See, I'm just telling. You, I just love this book. This book. <laughs> he, he has a book. It's the, the loaded baked potato. I have dropped it because it's gonna stand there for an hour. Put it at 400 degrees. Let me tell you how I do it. And so, but I do, but now you the great thing about it is that in your book you tell us how to make. The Rodney's White Barbecue Sauce. Tell us about that white barbecue sauce that I'm going to put on this bacon tape. Come on now. That that Rodney's White Barbecue
3: Sauce It was like, hey, you plan to go to Alabama, you need a white sauce. And I'm like, man, you know, we'll get to that bridge when we cross it, you know? And all of a sudden we decided, you know, can can we make a twist on this sauce? And I was like, yeah. And and we decided to make a a white sauce with, with the South Carolina touch to it. And, you know, that sauce is great on chicken. And in Alabama is where I learned that white sauce is great on chicken. And the first thing I said was we got to have something for the, the person that loves white sauce. And, and and here it is, man. And we put it in the
2: book, man. And then, uh, and then I close. I got to close. It's, 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 well, first I want to tell people it's a cookbook and it's a story. And so I know I just been staying on the recipe side of it, but it's also a great read about your life, the important people in your life the the, the, the transitional moments that you had in your career, why was it important not to do a cookbook kind of like memoir? It kind of like, a, that's what it really is. It's about different perspectives in your life that were very important to who you are today instead of just doing a basic cookbook, Rodney.
3: Well, you know, um, when we were writing this cookbook, uh, my man, Lola's Eric Eli, hats off to this man. He he walked me through the steps of helping me write this book. And uh, we, were just, we were just going over everything. And I said, you know what? That recipe at that time had to do with me being a child at this age. And we started telling a story about each recipe. And in telling that, I was like, yeah, but that I remember that day didn't go as great. And before you knew it, we were talking about my complete childhood. Mm -hmm. And and he was like, wow, you know, you you gonna tell this story? And I said, yes. And all of the things I've experienced, good, bad, ugly, I, I said, I think the world should know that you know, these are things that I've been through. Maybe somebody else has been through the same thing, and hopefully, they can learn from this and feel better about their situations to move forward, carry on, to be optimistic about whatever things you encounter. So, I decided to tell my story, and and and, and I have absolutely no regrets in telling everything that's in that book.
2: Well, the thing about the beauty of this book is that a little a little background about me is that I. Uh, you know, during the pandemic is where I met you during the pandemic, during the interview on Money Making Conversation, I bought a, a building in Atlanta and this one acre property. And my one of my dreams was I wanted to have my own vegetable garden uh, on my property at my office because I got a, a built-in kitchen and I'm launching my show next month called Rushan's Kitchen. So, you know, I'm gonna cook a lot of recipes and when I cook your recipe, I'm gonna have your book sitting right there telling everybody, this came straight out of Rodney Scott's World of Barbecue book right here. Credit given. That's how I do it on my show. And so I have, a. Uh, I got lettuce back there. I got the cherry and the beefsteak tomatoes. I got okra back there. I got seedless water. a roll of seedless watermelons. I got my parsley and I got my cilantro and I got my uh, collard greens. So, and my jalapenos. Can't forget the jalapenos. Ye- yellow and white onions oh, yeah. as well for my pico gallo. because I'm a Tex-Mex food. Now, so... When I saw your book and I saw collard greens, I just smiled knowing that I'll be pulling my collard greens right out my back of my building, bro. Woo. Uh, tell me, Rodney, you you said, then you, then you put the Rodney, the, the the sauce on top of the collard green. Tell us about that, man. Come on, brother.
3: Mm-mm-mm-mm. So me growing up as a kid, collard greens was not one of my favorites. So I always, I always wanted to, uh, uh, Stay, stay true to the barbecue game and the sides that come with the barbecue game. Mm-hmm. And my, my my partner, Nick, was like, hey, dude, you got to put collard greens on this menu. I said, dude, I'm not, I'm not a fan of collard greens. <laughs> and he says, how do you, how do you know? If you never had your greens, you need to create a flavor that you enjoy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I'm telling you, I don't like no collard greens, but I tried it so many times growing up. And he said, well, look at the list of ingredients that we think that you should put in there. And I looked it over and I was like, You know, I'll try this thing. And before you know it, I tasted those greens with that sauce and that pork. And I said, you know, I could do this. And I I was surprised. The first time I ever tasted it where people could see was on that chef's table. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, okay, I've been missing out on these collard greens for a lifetime. And I said, we need to put this in the book. We need to put these greens in there. And they smell like the way my mama used to make them. Mm -hmm. They, I guess, they taste like my mama would make them. <laughs> ham hocks, got the
2: ham hocks in there, baby. <laughs>
3: yes, sir. You know, put that whole ham hock in there, you, do, you know. <laughs> and uh, when when we did it like that, I was like, okay, these these are not so bad. And I wanted to make sure and put them in there to hopefully inspire some kid to taste those collard greens growing up.
2: I'm gonna tell you something, man. Uh, right now, enjoy talking to you. I also got uh, some cabbages planted out there, so I'm gonna do the coleslaw is in the book mm-hmm. too. So you, you already know I'm gonna be. This book gonna be like kind of dirty when I finish with it. You know, after this summer, <laughs> that's what I want. But I it'll gonna be a it good dirty. dirty. I want
3: some memories in there. You know, yeah. well, I want you... some memories for you in that book, not mm-hmm. just nice and pretty on the shelf. Open that thing up.
2: Well, you know, Tom Brady, uh, I always enjoy talking to you. The second time around, you just feel like a friend, man. That's why I, I can't wait till you open the place, man, so I can come down and you come, come out by my office and I show you for real that I wasn't joking. I'm going to show you my garden and show you my kitchen. And just, I'm going to make the cornbread. I'll make your cornbread right in front of you in that cast iron skillet because that's a blessing to be able to have somebody as talented as you that you can show off. He said, that'll be showing off to you. You know, I can do this, brother. You know, come on. Thank you, brother. Thank you. But more importantly, man, your book's amazing. Writing Scott's world of barbecue thank you for coming on money making conversation again Rodney
3: Oh, oh, man. Thank you for having me. And I'm, I'm going to have to come by that office and let you do the cooking.
2: Absolutely. Don't, don't worry about that. I, I saw the fried chicken with the pepper. and the, Come on, brother. This book here is yeah. crazy good. It's crazy yes. good. And I forgot to talk about the banana pudding, but we ain't going to talk about that. We ain't going to talk about that because it's in the book. <laughs> it's in the book. <laughs> All right, y'all. If you want to hear any of our interviews or see it interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.
0: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time.
1: Can I remind you about something? You were meant to feel strong and healthy in your own body. And what matters is that you remember your potential and go for it. Our company is Beachbody, and we're with you every step of the way with fitness programs that take as little as 20 minutes a day, nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. Starting over isn't easy, but do it right and you won't ever start over again. You ready? Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.